Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and in today's podcast I'd love to talk about culture, self-judgment and self-compassion. Now, these are some of my biggest passions. I have a lot of passions. I'm particularly passionate about these things because I think so often people can think that they're in a dialogue is very particular and very personal and in some ways it is of course because each of us have you know we're a unique soul we each have um, a unique journey in life and we are unique beings what I found really helpful to understand is that particularly in terms of self-judgment so in that I include um, guilt and shame and all kinds of self-judgment that those are really intrinsically um, cultural things and I find that a really important thing to share about because the more we understand how much we are influenced by our culture and how much what we perceived to be either intrinsic aspects of us or intrinsic aspects of being human or simply a result of living in the family that we've lived in. Um, The more we actually see how we're affected by our culture, the more choice we have to, to really choose ways of thinking and responding to ourselves and to others that actually resonate deeply with our who we really are on a much, much deeper level. So a lot of my introduction to this was through nonviolent communication. If you haven't come across MVC before, I so highly recommend it. I came across it um, 17 years ago and have been so deeply influenced by it and it really changed my whole way of seeing human beings, life, the universe, everything. Uh, So it was developed by Marshall Rosenberg, uh, who's no longer with us in this world. And really it's, um, it's a form of communication, but actually it's really more about a form of consciousness. So it's a a way of really understanding how much uh, our language our ways of thinking are deeply affected by the culture that we've grown up in and if you're interested in any of this I'm sure perhaps you might have even looked into all the different theories around language and thought and Mm. culture and consciousness and all the ways that those are interrelated there are lots of different theories about that Mm. but really understanding that the culture that we live in uh, and grow up in and particularly you know when we're young and for these that our early years we internalize so much about our culture we need to fit in we need to belong we need to learn how to survive and so we really internalize so many of these basic cultural ideas and concepts and often think that they are just the way things are that they are truth and including that are so many so many of these uh ways of thinking about ourselves and others which include judgment so ideas of rightness and wrongness those are cultural Uh, guilt which both in terms of coercion to make ourselves take action and punishment of ourselves if we if we don't take the action Um, you know so much of our 
our cultural ways of responding to people are really based on these judgments and these perceptions of human beings. And we need to understand that it doesn't have to be that way, that there are some cultures in the world, very few, that's my understanding of, that are free from these types of judgments, are free from ideas of rightness and wrongness and blame and shame and um, that are really so much more compassionate and have very fundamentally different ways of thinking about human beings and about our relationship with the world and our consciousness and time and all kinds of things like that and I think that's why it's helpful to to explore different cultures and to learn about different ways of thinking to actually realize how much we are influenced by the culture that we grow up in. So what I remember when I first read one of Marshall Rosenberg's key books which was uh, Nonviolent Communication, uh, A Language of Love, I think pretty much that's, remember that being the first one. A language of Life, I've forgotten even the title now. If you want to know more about his work, you can look up cnbc.org. Lots of amazing resources, books, and nowadays just so much um, digital content as well. So much support out there to learn uh, NBC if it resonates with you. Anyway, when I first read the book, I remember having this experience of it's kind of been like my... Um, my consciousness being scrambled that so many of the core ways of thinking that I had you know these ideas that the guilt and shame and rightness and wrongness and punishment that were so really entrenched and that it had even been working on for many years before that but to really see this fundamentally different way of thinking and communicating I remember it was <laughs> to, to use a feeling word that I learned through MVCA I felt completely discombobulated <laughs> I'm grateful to say that I kept on going and uh, if you are familiar with my work or if you're not well if you are you'll see that the NBC really has had a deep impact on the way I speak on the way I um, in all of my work really I'm so incredibly grateful to Marshall Rosenberg um, for the first few years when I learned MVC, I was very passionate about it and I spoke what's called classical MVC and my children grew up speaking classical MVC in the early years, which is you know, a very particular way of using the language in, in very particular ways. And over time, um, now I speak what's called colloquial MVC. So uh, if you weren't familiar you, with it, you may not realise I was using that as one of the frameworks. Um, but yes, it's, it's, I'm so deeply passionate about it. Anyway, I've also really brought in all these different paradigms that I'm passionate about it and about and brought them all together and played with them and um, brought them together in, in my own unique way, which is what I think we all do. You know, we learn paradigms and then we bring together our own life experience, our own um, interests and other modalities that we resonate with. If you can hear funny noises in the background, that is Feather, the, the French bulldog. <laughs> That's not me snorting. <laughs> so let's let's go back and talk about culture and self-judgment and self-compassion. So the way um, the way I learned from MVC and the way I've developed my own way of thinking around that is really seeing that um, you know these ways that we learn 
growing up and then we integrate we um we identify with then we learn to speak to ourselves in these ways that's uh, the the self-judgment and the guilt and really very often very very harsh ways of speaking to ourselves so many people in this culture in ways that seem so normal and just part of how things are and i remember my self self-talk my inner dialogue used to be very harsh it was full of self-judgment it was full of comparison it was full of shoulding and coercing and it was very uncompassionate towards my needs and my feelings and my behaviors so there was a lot of self-judgment and um, it was not very pretty a lot of shame and over the years through really working with MBC but really through developing my own ways of working with this in particular through developing my inner loving mother inner loving father inner best friend inner beloved um, specific dialogues is what I've done is really shifted that inner talk inner dialogue and what I see is often people go through this process that um, often originally we're not even aware of our dialogue in a way it's you know we believe that's just how the way how we are it's who we really are we identify with it I am this you know so you may hear yourself or hear other people say you know I feel like a failure um, I am this I am that in the harsh really harsh ways of thinking and then often the next step is actually beginning to have consciousness over these and or some of these and to actually see that these are thoughts these are thoughts that we've internalized from our culture and from our families and to start to see then that perhaps because we've internalized those that these aren't actually who we really are they're not actually true uh, and that we actually do have choice to speak to ourselves in different ways and actually also think about ourselves and others in different ways and in my paradigm way I like to see the world is that our true nature is love that's who we really are our true nature is love it's compassion and often because of my work in parenting what I often see is this um, evolutionary imperative where often um, parents want to respond to themselves in ways that are different to how they were responded to so I so often see this so um, particularly parents and it's often mothers who are drawn to my work they my mothering work and parenting work is they are they're doing so much to meet their baby or child's needs to listen to their feelings with compassion to bring them up without uh, the use of punishments and rewards without the use of shame and blame and judgment and comparison all of these things uh, and yet often initially then there's, there's this quite big gap because they're doing all of these wonderful things but yet still their own inner dialogue and their own self-relation is you know based still on what they internalized of course of the ignoring needs or judging needs um, judging feelings perhaps um, punishing themselves feeling guilt and shame and all of those things but what I love to see is that that evolutionary imperative and that capacity to learn um, to respond to our children in new, more compassionate ways is actually 
really from a more deeper sense of who we really are. It's from our true nature being love. And it's from that recognition that oh, this is actually more true to me to respond in these loving, compassionate ways. And what often happens then is then there becomes this, um, I see often as us being like a bridge. So there's this bridge to our, our children. If you're a parent, you may see this, that we're doing these new things and yet our inner dialogue may be quite different. And often that can be painful sometimes that, you know, perhaps in the paradox being often even um, responding to our children in these ways may mean they're actually much freer to express their feelings in ways that then we can connect to the little parts of us that might be like, well, I didn't get to do that. Or what about my needs and my feelings? Um, and often there then comes this wonderful opportunity, which is to really see because that inner source of us who we really are is love we then get to see have that invitation to become more self-loving towards well towards ourselves. that's that's, that's um, clear self-loving towards ourself and what we can what can happen on the journey is that what we've how we've learned to be towards our children helps us to um connect with ourselves in those similar ways and if you're not a parent then this can happen in other ways too it may be through responding to a partner or even a pet or um, you know other people friends um, to to then start to change those inner dialogues and to really to really see through these cultural lenses that often the ways we were parented, the way we were responded to are simply cultural beliefs, cultural lenses. And that I believe that we're really in this um, time of such, um, the, this crux time of such um, deep potential for change. That's kind of urgent, <laughs> not kind of, I believe is very urgent right now to really release and get free from those cultural lenses that cultural judgment and shaming and self-punishment and self-blame and guilt and all of those things to increasingly see ourselves through the eyes of love which is really having this um, more intimate relationship between who we really are the love that we really are the, the source of ourselves as love and actually make that more um, a day-to-day -day lived experience so I'm really passionate about um, specifics so rather you may notice I don't use words like self-esteem or self-worth I'm really into the specifics okay so what do you actually say to yourself in this moment and how is that for you and where did that come from and what would you prefer to replace that with so I really like and you know there's so many ways we can work with this this is just the way I enjoy to to replace those old um, ways of responding with really specific new ways so in terms of needs if you were ignoring your needs or judging your needs and those again really specific ways what happens when you're tired um, what happens when um, you're hungry how do you respond to yourself um, what healing do you need to do around the younger parts of you who internalize those ways and may have feelings that need to be heard and how would you like to respond to yourself now and to actually make those the new self-loving ways and that's the same in all these different areas. So in terms of um, specific responses to yourself when you feel upset, when you feel sad, when you feel 
outraged when you feel confused and what specific language would you like to actually use with yourself which is why if you are a parent it's actually such a beautiful way in because what I found and in working with many parents I found is often those specific words we use with our children can become the specific words we use with ourselves the specific phrases um, to ourselves or our inner children I'm right here with you I'm listening I hear that you're upset I love you exactly as you are I love you unconditionally all of these inner um, phrases which I call the inner loving presence phrases or the inner loving crew phrases that literally I've replaced the old phrases with these new specific phrases which feel so enjoyable so much more enjoyable and wonderful and you know in a dialogue in terms of if we behave in ways that we prefer not to so again replacing the the guilt the you know I shouldn't have done that I'm a terrible this that and the other with compassion and what I love what I learned from NBC we can hold the, the two things we can mourn the values that we didn't meet when we responded in those ways oh, I'm really sad I responded in that way because I really value care for my child and my partner and oh, I did that because I was feeling so stretched so stressed I was in so much pain you know so having compassion for why we didn't act in ways we enjoy and what what why we did what was happening for us so we can actually make change and be more and more likely to respond in ways that we do want to so in my work I'm from a psycho-spiritual perspective I talk about love and will and for me this is the, the other aspect that's part of our true nature is will which is really um, moving away from coercion and um, punishment and force uh, and shoulds and all of those things to willingness and I won't go into that here but that's really a key part of it and you know is relevant here as well so instead of coercing ourselves you know I should do this is actually working with our willingness so we act from willingness which is way more powerful from the old-fashioned forms of coercion and again um, is related to NBC as well so what I love about this is then we're creating new culture we're creating new culture within ourselves within the part of ourselves I really love the work of Bruce Lipton I wonder if you know his work and I love that way he works on looking at know what's happening um, on a cellular level and how we can really see these themes that happen on these levels that on each um, kind of more macro level that we look at the same things are happening and the way I see that is this is what we do we create a new inner culture within ourselves and that is part to me of creating a new outer culture because as my inner dialogue has changed my outer dialogue has changed my outer culture has changed because for example the more the more my inner dialogue is compassionate and supportive the more willing I am to receive compassion and support from the outside which has fundamentally changed the relationships I have on the outside and um, what I'm willing and not willing to have on the outside so what we're doing is creating a new culture and we can do that by changing our inner culture by by co-creating a new culture outside of us and as I said I believe that we are in these really important times right now I believe it's uh, it's our um, evolutionary imperative to change 
the consciousness that we've been living in i believe that these these ways of thinking which include the self-judgment because that's also reflected in the the judgment of others the separation from ourselves and from the world is what's actually got us into this um, quite dire situation we are living in and that we have the capacity to change that through changing our consciousness through um, cooperating with this evolutionary imperative mm -hmm. and to me that's why you becoming more compassionate with yourself or me becoming more compassionate with myself is fundamentally not only an individual act but it affects um, my relationships it's also a political social cultural um, planetary act as each of us really drop these old-fashioned separative judgmental harsh punitive ways of thinking about ourselves and others and all of life and to replacing it with an increasingly compassionate connected choiceful um, consciousness I believe there's almost nothing more important than we could be doing right now and of course each of us have our own calling within that but I, I believe that's a fundamentally important and beautiful thing so I wonder if any of this resonates with you I wonder if you're on some kind of a similar journey around changing your inner dialogue, your inner culture from one of harshness and separation to one of compassion and connection. And if you are, what what is the next step for you? Where are you feeling called? And that might be a really specific thing that you might notice that you compare yourself or there's a particular phrase that you've noticed for yourself that you would really like to shift so my invitation would be to focus on that and i trust that you can change and you know for me from my own experience i would have not believed it would be impossible if you told me some years ago that my inner dialogue my inner culture could be deeply compassionate I would have thought it was impossible because I believe that's how I would always be full of guilt, full of shame, full of self-judgment, full of comparison, full of harshness and now my inner dialogue is deeply compassionate, my inner culture is deeply inclusive and connected, I feel a deep sense of belonging not only within myself but with the, um, the cosmos, with the, with the planet in a way that shows up in really really tangible ways. So I really know that it's possible to make huge changes in terms of our, our inner and old, outer culture and self-relation. And I'm intending to keep on going on that journey myself. And if any of this um, touches you or inspires you, hopefully you haven't fallen off to sleep like Feather the French Bulldog has in the background. Um, I have lots more on my website marionrose.net and particularly you might like my um, things on the inner loving presence process getting free from guilt the inner loving crew work um, the willingness work all of those are related to this so thank you so much for listening i send you so much love and look forward to talking to you in the next podcast